mountains There is joy Beyond measure And at His feet Peace of mind Praise God, praise God Welcome to Genesis 1 Christian Ministries Pastor Mike here Why don't we get started with prayer Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we just praise you and magnify you, Lord God. We thank you so much for this day of life. We thank you for this day that you've made, for we shall rejoice and be also glad in the Lord. And we pray, Heavenly Father God, that you'll join us. Let Holy Spirit minister to us in your own special way, O Lord God. Open our eyes that we may see, open our ears that we may hear and understand your words here today, O Lord God, in the name of Jesus. And we give this time and this space entirely over to you. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen, amen. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Welcome to Genesis 1 again. I say I'm glad you could join us today. And uh, uh, be prepared here to receive from the Lord. You know, there may be a blessing. There may be a word specifically for you today. And whenever we gather together and, and, and when you're in church or here uh, in this virtual church, if you will, uh, we should be expecting to hear from the Lord and, and, and understand how it applies to us and how it may be touching us. Amen. Amen. So praise God. Praise God. You know, here we are in fall already. I can't believe this is uh, October and, and whatnot. And uh, the clock continues. The seasons continue to go by and, and everything. I, I love fall. I, I look forward to winter, spring and summer and everything. But I do like fall the most, you know. And uh, um, as I've learned over the years, and you've probably heard me say many times too, that as we look at these seasons, you know, these physical seasons and, re and the reality of how they change, you know, um, that these physical seasons, for everything that is physical in this world, there's also a spiritual reality that, that, that is the counterpart of that, if you will. Amen. And we know that the spiritual realities are more important than the physical realities because the spiritual certainly came before, you know, you know, the physical. So, so the, the spiritual part is very, very important to us to, to, to understand. And that's what these sermons are all about, so that we can understand the physical, the spiritual realities of God and what God is telling us uh, through his, through his word. A amen. And, and are, uh, the same way there are physical seasons, the point I want to make here today, there are also spiritual seasons of our lives. Okay. And there are spiritual seasons and forces at work. So why don't we start by going to Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Okay, Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Now would be a good time to say, if you don't have your Bible, hit pause. Okay, and go and get your Bible and, and come on back and join us. So you can take notes, write down, and get a pencil and a piece of paper and make some notes for future reference. Amen. Ecclesiastes 3, and we're going to start with verse number 1. To everything there is a season. There we go. To everything there is a season, and a time to every purpose under the heaven. A time to be born, and a time to die. A time to plant, and a time to pluck up that which is planted. A time to kill, and a time to heal. A time to break down, and a time to build up. A time to weep, and a time to laugh. A time to mourn, and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones, and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to get and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to rend and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time of war and a time of peace. Amen. Amen. The Bible says there is a season for everything in life. We just read that in the word of God. Everything that we go through in life. The thing is, though, if only we could embrace the seasons of our lives, 
as willingly and as easily as we embrace the physical seasons of the year. Amen. We don't think much about spring coming, fall coming, you know, winter coming or whatever. You know, maybe winter time you make some preparations with your car and snow tires or whatever it is. You know, how to get snow up. You need to make some preparations. But 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 we don't think that much about the seasons. We just go into them, do what we got to do. But when it comes down to the seasons of our lives, we have a different reaction. Okay, okay. You've heard the inspired, the old expression. I'm sure the only thing constant in life in this universe is change. As a matter of fact, but in, in unfortunately, you know, it, that's what we resist most. We resist change. We resist going from season to season to season in our lives. Again, the physical seasons we don't think too much of, but we when we come down to having different seasons in our lives, we don't embrace those seasons so readily, especially if one of those new seasons involves us going outside of our comfort zones. Amen? 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 In our spiritual lives, in our day-to-day, you know, personal lives, it'd almost be great if you could stay in one season. I'm sure that season would be a time when you're prospering and a time when everything is going well. But as I said, the only thing constant in life, in the universe, is change. Amen? And we tend to resist that change, especially if it makes us uncomfortable. And the same way that God is in charge of the physical seasons of the earth, Okay, and the physical changes that go throughout the universe, God has also planned the seasons of our lives. God has planned the seasons of our lives, and he's used infinite wisdom when he goes about planning those seasons. God has ordained each and every season, knowing exactly what he plans to do in that season. He knows exactly what fruit is to be harvested during each time frame of our lives, okay? As we go into various seasons, God has planned out what's going to happen in that season. God knows what he wants you to accomplish. God knows what he wants to harvest for you, if you will, during that particular season of your life. God knows, you know, and I know that since God's desire is for us is to only do good, God enjoys each one of those seasons that he plans for us, for us to experience, okay? And to see that, let's go to Jeremiah 29. Let's go to Jeremiah 29. Jeremiah 29, and we want to start with verse number 8. Jeremiah 29, verse number 8. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, let not your prophets and your diviners that be in the midst of you deceive you, neither hearken to your dreams that which you cause to be dreamed. For they prophesy falsely unto you in my name, and I have not sent them, saith the Lord. Okay. Now, as we go through various seasons of our lives and as things change in our lives and so forth, you know, you may have those that are around you, you know, be they co-workers, or family members, someone else in church or whatever, that are more than happy to come up and say, oh, the word, the Lord gave me a word for you. Thus saith the Lord. We all know people like that. You know, the Lord said this, Lord, I had this dream the other night, you know, and God said to tell you, you know, well, you be careful about that. Okay. You be careful about it. Okay. God can speak through other people. Yes. I'm not saying that, that, that anyone that comes up to you you know, it's always of the devil. I'm not saying at all. God can certainly speak to you through other people, especially if he's trying to get your attention about something. But you just make sure that when they say something like that, that you, you, you try the spirit, as I've talked about before, you try the spirit. You make sure that you're hearing from God and that what you're hearing is not counter to the word of God. You can always prove and check what someone is, quote unquote, prophesying to you and prophesying about your life. But it doesn't coincide with the word of God. And of course, more importantly, you take that 
back to the Lord and you say, Lord, so-and-so spoke to me and said, so-and-so, is it true? Is it so? Whatever. God will certainly confirm if what that person said to you was from him. Okay, God will certainly confirm that he's quite capable of doing that and he will do that. God wants to see you to try the spirit. He says that let not your prophets and your diviners that be in the midst of you. So God is warning. He's saying these people are in the midst of us, okay? You know, so I don't think they are. They're in the midst of us, okay? You know, you know, don't 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 let them deceive you. Neither hearken to your dreams which you cause to be dreamed, for they prophesy falsely unto you in my name. I have not sent them, saith the Lord. Okay, so God is saying, everyone that comes to you, He didn't send. He goes on to say in verse number 10, For thus saith the Lord, that after 70 years be accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word, my good word toward you and in causing you to return to this place. For I know the thoughts, underline this, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. Okay? So God is telling us right now that he has nothing but good thoughts about us. He doesn't have any evil or bad thoughts about us, okay? So whatever season you may be going into, you know, rest assured that if God is bringing you into the season, it's a good thing, okay? And whatever the outcome, whatever you may be experiencing right now, the outcome of this season is going to be a good thing because God's thoughts towards you, uh, saith the Lord, are thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. Then you shall call upon me and you shall go and pray unto me and I will hearken unto you. So now God again is saying to you, then you shall call upon me and you shall go and pray to me and I will hearken. So God is saying, if you call upon me, I'm going to hear you. I'm going to, going to respond. And you shall seek me and find me and, and you shall, uh, when you shall search for me with all your heart. Okay, so this means that now we're searching for God and you're asking for God. You want to seek it. You want to seek God. You want to find God. But it's not just a passing fancy. You know, it's something that you want to do deep within your spirit. Maybe this season that you're in is really a, a, a you know a stressful time. So you just don't want to say, oh, by the way, let me run to the Lord. Okay, yeah, you, you really say, Lord, I need to talk to you. Okay, I need to, I need to still, oh, Lord, I'm seeking you. You know, and you're meaning this with all of your heart. Verse 14 says, and I will be found of you, saith the Lord, and I will turn away your captivity, and I will gather you from all the nations and from the places whither I have driven you, saith the Lord, and I will bring you again into the place, uh, into the place whence I caused you to be carried away. Okay? So going back to verse number 13, though, you shall seek me and find me when you shall search me with all your heart, and I will be found of you, saith the Lord. It's not me saying this. This is God saying this, okay? And he'll turn away your captivity. Captivity is whatever is holding you in bondage right now, whatever is holding you in a place that you're not free, where you're not feeling free and relaxed to worship God. Okay, if you seek him, he will set you free from that. Okay, so if this is a season of trying time for you right now, God's going to free you from that because he said so. I didn't say it, the word of God and you just read it for yourself. This is why I, I asked you to go get your Bible so you can see what you're reading is the Word of God, okay? Right, right. So, so he's telling us these things that he really, really, really cares for us. He's letting us know. So how do we make it, you know, when we are going from season to season? You know, how do we exist? You know, how do we survive, you know, from season to season? What things should we remember, okay? Well, again, the Word of God has something to say about that, amen? So now we want to turn to Psalms 1, Psalm, Psalms 1, verse number 1, Psalm 1, verse number 1, okay, and he starts off right out of the box, he says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. So right away, God is saying here, now as we're, as we're traversing from season to season, what we should be doing is, first of all, blessed is the man, he said, you'll be blessed if you don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. 
you're a child of God. No way should you be going to someone for counsel or for guidance or for, or for input from anyone that is ungodly. God said you shall know them by their fruits. Okay, we all know people, you, you know, that obviously then they don't believe in God or the way they're acting. They certainly don't act like they believe in God. Why would you go to a person like that seeking counsel or seeking advice? Okay, so God is saying saying that that you don't walk in the counsel. You don't take the advice, you, you know, you know, or the instructions, the suggestions of someone that is ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners. If you're around sinners, you certainly don't want to, want to be like them and with them. You want to separate yourself as much as you can from sinners, nor sits uh no, sits in the seat of the scornful. Okay, being scornful is is, is someone you know that is, is scorning some someone someone else. You know, we need to be more more discerning that we are not around people that are doing those kinds of things. Amen. Amen. Psalm one here is such a nice example of a person that that walks with the Lord. You know, and when he says that we should be careful who we choose to to uh, spend time with here, and talking about scornful, we need to stay away from people that show contempt okay, and disrespect. Okay, especially contempt and lack of respect, and we see so much of that today because there are people out there. There's a uh, there's a demonic strategy that is out there to set brother against brother, if you will. Okay, to separate us. Okay, if you don't do this or do that, if you don't fit in this category or that category, then 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 you're not entitled to live. You know, you know, you shouldn't be breathing air. You, 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 you know, you, you, you're this and, you, and you're that. You're such a, a despicable person if you don't believe this ideology, this particular thought, and so on like that. Okay, you believe whatever you want to believe, and and we know as Christians that we don't follow after the ungodly. We just just read that, okay, or after sinners, okay, but we don't scorn them. That's the point that the Word of God here is making about scorning. Okay, just because you disagree with me doesn't mean that I'm going to, to be scornful. I'm going to scorn you and think that you don't have the, the right to breathe air. <laughs> you know, you're less than a human being because you don't agree with me. No two people can always disagree. You know, my dad used to always say that if anyone has an IQ of over, over 14, you're going to have your own opinions about things and you're going to disagree on something. Okay, all I'm just saying is that it's okay to disagree. That's your choice. That's your God-given choice. Okay, okay, in this particular country, you know, there's a constitution and so on, and, and in round of the world, all of mankind, according to God, you have the right to choose, even when it comes down to choosing him. God gave us freedom of will and to, and to choose, the ability to choose. All throughout the, the scriptures, and then Jesus Christ always said, choose, choose, choose. You know, choose life, the word of God says, choose life. Okay, so we have the ability to choose. So if someone chooses to not agree with you, you don't hold them in scorn. You don't hold them in disrespect. But we see so much of this happening today. All right? And God is telling us here, he says, he, he says to stay away from that. Okay, do not let ourselves be, be caught up in that. Okay, walk not in the counsel of the of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in, or, or sit in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth his fruit in season. There's that word again, season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Whatsoever he doeth indeed shall prosper. You know, again, Psalm 1 is a beautiful picture here of someone who walks with the Lord. Okay, we're careful with whom we spend time and we do not do not uh, become scornful or, or affiliate ourselves with those that are scornful. Instead we, should, instead, we should be spending our time in the Word, okay, and have a purpose to live a life that is pleasing to the Lord, okay? And then if we do those things, okay, Okay, the psalm says that uh, that this just and righteous man uh, is like a fruitful tree. 
okay, that fruitful tree is properly watered, okay, that tree is properly watered, meaning that for a human being, it was being properly watered, watered by being daily in the word of God, okay, you want to keep our tree, if you will, um, fresh and vibrant and full of life, we need to make sure we are watering it on the word of God, okay, and therefore, as a result of us doing that, it's going to be producing good fruit at the proper time, producing good fruit at the proper time, or at the due season, at the season, okay? Okay? So as we're going from season to season, remember that we should be watering ourselves with the Word of God, watering ourselves with the Word of God, separating ourselves from sinners and being in, in, uh, in, in line with scornful people and things like that, watering ourselves on the Word of God, and then we will indeed be producing good fruit within the proper time, within the season, okay? All right? Remember that the Lord blesses the person, you know, that does this, and he does that by giving us a prospering life. Okay, this is how we prosper, okay, all right? As we go from season to season, remember that God has seen that he has good thoughts toward us. So as we're going from season to season, even though we may run into some turmoil, we may run into some distress and whatnot, we remember to separate ourselves from those that are scornful, to separate ourselves from those that, that are, are sinners, separate ourselves from those who'd be so quick to prophesy over us because God didn't send every single prophecy that may come your way. Remember that, okay? And then if we're doing those things and watering ourselves with the word, of God, he says that God, the word of God says that we'll be prosperous in life, okay? And our time on life matters to God. What we do here on life matters. Amen? Amen? Continuing in the word here, let's go to Isaiah 55. Go to Isaiah 55. Isaiah 55, verse number one. Isaiah 55, verse number one. Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters. And he that hath no money, come ye buy and eat. Yea, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which not satisfy? Hearken diligently unto me, and eat ye that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Incline your ear, and come unto me. Hear, and your soul shall live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David. Behold, I have given him for a witness to the people, a leader and commander to the people. Behold, thou shalt call a nation that thou knowest not, and nations that knew not thee shall run unto thee because of the Lord thy God. For the Holy One of Israel, for he glorifies thee. thee. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Okay? You're in a season right now, seek ye the Lord because God is near. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found and call ye upon him while he is near. So if God is saying, seek me while I may be found, in other words, he's near you. He's near. He wishes to be found. You know, you're struggling right now, call upon him. He's there waiting. He's there waiting. He's there waiting. Okay, he's sitting right next to you right now, wherever you are, in your room, in your car, in your truck, wherever you may be, listening to this podcast, amen, amen. He's there, call on him. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him. And to our God, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon for my thoughts are not, if you slipped away from the Lord, what is the word of God here to say? Uh, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy upon him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. If you strayed away for any reason, okay, if you strayed away, 
Okay, if you haven't yet come to the Lord, you need to certainly come to the Lord, okay, and, and let, let him wash you of your sins, because it says there, for he will abundantly pardon, okay? So if you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you know, now is the time to do that, and it's very simple to do. You don't need to have a whole bunch of fancy words. You call out to Jesus and, and say, Lord Jesus, just come into my life. I need you. I've messed it up. I can't do it anymore myself, oh Lord God. Please forgive me of my sins. I repent of all sins that I committed against you. Oh Lord, please forgive me of this, that, and then you name those sins and you say, Lord Jesus, come into my life, okay? And that's, it's as, it's as simple as that, okay? And, and meaning it deep in your heart. If you believe that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God, believing that in, in your heart, according to the word of God, okay, you shall indeed be saved, amen? So it says that God will abundantly pardon. Okay. All right. So if you have already, you do know the Lord. You're you're born in blood washed Christian and Christian. If for some reason you slipped away, you slid away, then come back. It says that God will indeed indeed pardon you. Okay. And then verse number eight says, "For my thoughts are not are not your thoughts." God is saying, "My thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways," says the Lord. Okay. Okay. God doesn't think the way we do. Okay, you may be thinking right now, the season that you're in is just impossible. There's no way for me to get out of this. What a mess I'm in. Well, that's your thoughts, not God's thoughts, okay? And then I'm going to go about getting out of this mess by doing A, B, and C. That's your way. That's not God's way, okay? Okay, God is the God of the impossible, amen? You can't even begin to believe or even imagine the way God is going to bring you from season to season. You can't even begin to realize or to fathom or to you know, even think about or, or, um, how God is going to be doing things in each one of your seasons that he brings you through. Your thoughts are not his thoughts and your ways are not his ways. Thus saith the Lord. Number nine, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. Okay? Okay? As high as the heaven, the distance between us and heaven, okay, are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than yours. All right? There it is again. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven... And returns not thither, but waters the earth and makes it and and maketh it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth; it shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. Amen. Hallelujah and amen. Amen, amen, amen. Let's read that again. I mean, what is what is he saying? For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and returns not thither, rain comes down and it does not go back up, okay, and waters the earth when it comes down and, and, and feeds and brings forth and buds that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, eater. as surely as the rain comes down and doesn't go back up, so shall my word be that goeth forth of, of, out, of my, out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. What God has prophesied into your life, what God is saying here in his word, he's telling you right now, this is, these are the facts, this is the way it is, is as sure as that is, that that is, is a surety, and what God says is not going to come back to him void. In other words, it won't be, it's not an empty, these are not empty words. These are words that are powerful. They're filled with power that God is saying to you today. What God has said to you, if you've been praying, you've heard Holy Spirit tell you some wonderful things about your life, then you can take it to the bank because God's word will accomplish that which he has sent it to accomplish. And what he has said about you, that's exactly what he's going to do. Amen. He has good thoughts towards you. So be encouraged in whatever season that you are in right now. And don't be worrying about the next season. God will take care of the next season. But he's going to bring to prosper that thing that he wants to prosper prosper in your life, and it shall accomplish that which I please, it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. Amen. Verse number 12, for you shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace, 
The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the fir tree, instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree. Amen. So instead of having hard times in your life, you're going to have wonderful, wondrous times in your life. Wonderful, wondrous times in, in your life. Amen. Amen. Instead of the thorn, you're not going to have hard, prickly things going on. So I'll come up the fir tree. Instead of the briar, so I'll come up the myrtle tree. And it shall be to the Lord for a name and an everlasting sign that shall not be covered up. Not be cut off. Sorry. Not be cut off. Amen. 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 I just really love, you know, how the great prophet Isaiah here compares the rain with the word. In the natural word, world, water comes down from heaven, and, and God does exactly what it, was, uh, what it was intended to do. It waters the earth and brings forth seed. Amen? Amen? The word for the, wall, for the water comes down and does exactly what God intends to do, waters the seed and brings forth food for us. Amen? Amen? Well, the same way, you know, when the water comes down and nourishes the seeds to grow flowers and trees and plants that we and vegetables and so forth, God's word does the same thing. Amen? Spiritually, God's word is the same. His word should, should be taken to heart and nourish our spirit, okay, so that we may grow in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, okay, which is what God wants us to do, okay, all right, as surely as the water comes down and waters the earth and brings forth fruit and food for us to eat and, and, and benefits the earth, the same way God's word is for us, it nourishes us, and we should be feeding on it, because we know that according to his word, we just read that whatever God says in his word is not going to return to him void, okay? God is not a man that he should lie. But how many times do we not take his word for what it actually says? Okay, we got to take God's word, words literally. Okay, All right. unless, unless God is speaking to you in, in a parable, and so as Jesus did many times, when God said, these words here are pretty plain and simple. God says that whatever he sends his word out to, it shall not return unto him void. It will accomplish that which he said it will accomplish. Okay, so if God is saying to you today that you're going to prosper, that you're going to move into a time of, 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 of wonder, okay, and last week, new things and so forth, God is going to be doing good things in your life. This is a seasonal thing, and it happens from season to season. Amen, amen, and each season can be different from the other. It all depends on what God is planning for your life. But whatever he is planning for your life, remember that it is a good thing. Remember that God said, I know the thoughts that I have of, of you. He has thoughts of good and not of evil. We don't have a God that thinks about how is he going to punish us and how is he going to be nasty and evil and mean to us. He has a, we have a God that loves us, that wants us to prosper, wants us to benefit. Amen. And all he's saying is to seek me, to seek me, to seek me. God is nearby. He wants to be found now. Okay, don't put it off till later today or don't put it off until tomorrow. I mean, right after this, this uh, podcast is over, you spend some time with the Lord, especially if you are in a season right now where, where there is some stress, there is some discomfort and you're wondering where things are going, you know, you know, and you may, you may be in a season that is not necessarily stressful, but you just don't know where things are going in your life. You may be in a good season, but you don't know what, what, what should I do tomorrow, Lord? What should I do next week? What should I do with my future, Lord God? What should I do with my job? What should I do with my school? What sort of a major should I take up? You know, whatever it is that may be going on and you're wondering about the seasons, call out to the Lord. Amen. But just don't do as a casual drive-by, you know, or a casual prayer-by, you know, but actually spend some meaningful time with God so he can speak to you and minister to your soul. 
Amen. So he can show you, let you know, yes, you're in this particular season. He may even tell you what the next season is going to be like and how you should prepare for it. Okay. But either way, just rest assured that God knows that God knows and his word shall not and cannot return to him void. Amen. Amen. Let's continue in the word here and let's go to Acts uh, 27. I'm sorry, Acts 1. Acts 1. And we want to go with verse number 1. Acts 1, verse number 1. The former treatise have, have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach, until the day in which he was taken up, after that he, through the Holy Ghost, had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many fallible proofs, being seen of them forty days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. So again, as a sidebar here, we see that Jesus Jesus rose. There's no doubt about it. Okay, many after his passion or the crucifixion, by many infallible proof, he showed himself alive, being seen of them for forty days. Jesus was seen alive. Okay, so Jesus is risen. Jesus is Lord. Amen, amen. That grave, that tomb could not hold him. Hallelujah. Alrighty. Okay, and speaking, and he went about speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And being assembled together, verse 4, being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, you have heard of me. Uh, uh, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost uh, not many days hence. So Jesus was telling them, go and just wait for the Holy Ghost. When uh, Verse 6, when they therefore, uh, when they were come together and asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? So they were saying, you're telling us to, to tarry. You're telling us to go to, uh, to go to, to, don't leave Jerusalem, okay, but wait for the Holy Ghost. So now they're saying, uh, Lord, at this time, will you restore the kingdom to Israel? And Jesus said, verse 7, And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons, on the line seasons, it is not for you to know the time or the seasons which the Father has put in his own power. Okay? It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which God put in his power. Okay? Okay? God, I mean, God is God. He's sovereign. I mean, he can do anything that he wants to do. What Jesus is saying here, 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 here these are the things that belong to God. God determines what our seasons of life are going to be like. God determines when things on this planet are going to happen. Okay, okay. It, it is for him to know, you know, you know. God is in charge of this. He's very much in charge of this planet and this universe, you know. And just, you know, God is in charge of this planet. Just on that for that for a moment. And I'm not I'm not getting political and I'm not getting into whether climate change is real or climate change is not real or whatever. Okay, all I'm just saying to you that there's so much out today talking about this, you know, catastrophic catastrophic condition that's going to come upon this earth in X number of years if we don't do this, that, and the other. Okay, okay, climate change, no climate, whatever. All I'm saying to you that whatever happens to this planet is in God's hands. And it's going to happen to God in his season. Okay, and no man is able to prophesy when that's going to be. Okay, so don't get caught up on this climate change bandwagon and start, you know, running to the hills and worrying and screaming and everything like that. I'm not saying what well, climate change is. Yes. Okay. I'm not getting to the scientific this and that. No, no. All I'm just saying to you that whatever happens with this planet is in God's timing and no man, no man can stop that. No man can change it. No man can prophesy when it's going to happen. That's all I'm going to say. 
Okay, God takes care of the greenery of this, this earth. He knows about the seasons, the weather seasons. He knows about the heat, the temperatures. He knows about the glaciers on this planet. I mean, he knows everything that's going with this planet. And it's his desire, it's his desire to protect us children of God and to bring this planet to where he wants it to be. And in his time, he will manage what happens with it. Not what any man or any group of people can say. Well, that's all I'm just saying to you, okay? okay? It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own power. Amen? So the time for this planet or whatever, that's in God's hands, okay? Verse number eight. But you shall receive power at, um, after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth unto the uttermost part of the earth. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. Amen? And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of, out of sight. Okay? So he said to them, it is not for you to know the time or the seasons which the Father has put in his own power. Acts chapter 1 here is a wonderful reminder that we just don't need to know everything. Okay? We don't need to know everything. And indeed, that sometimes we misinterpret the things that we want to know about. Okay? Okay? It's not for us. Some things belong to God and that's it. We need to just resign ourselves to that. Okay, God, this is your deal. I'll just leave it all, leave it all to you. I'm not going to try to intervene with my wisdom and with my knowledge and go about doing this to prevent this from happening or prevent that from happening. Some things we just don't need to worry about and just to leave it alone and, and, and leave, it, leave it to God. Okay? Okay. And, and what happened here is that this account happened after the resurrection of Jesus um, at one of the times that he appeared to the, the apostles. They were just so thrilled to see Jesus and were anxious to see what was going to happen next. You know, it kind of sounds like us. You know, you know, you know, we get so sometimes excited about what's going on in our lives that we want to know what's going on. You know, you know what's going to be happening next? What's happening in the next season? Amen. The apostles here, they did not know, uh, know that this was not the time yet. Okay, this is not the time yet. They were talking, about, will you restore restore the kingdom to Israel? But Jesus said, this is not the time yet, and it's not for you to be worried about. He was telling them that that them them that uh, uh, it's in God's hands when that's going to happen. It is not the season or the time for this to happen yet. Okay, and when was it the kingdom coming returning to Israel? Uh, and when it is is in God's hands. Okay, and it's in according to the Father's timing. Okay, they did not know that there still had to be an entire church age to happen, okay, before before the, 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 the kingdom is made made manifest here on this earth, on this planet. And that entire church age is the age that we're living in now. Okay, Jesus has yet to return and everything, so we're living in that church age after this age of the apostles where they were they were asking the question, okay? But they wanted to know, and that is when Jesus gently reminded them that not only was it not necessary for them to know but that they still had some work to do be, before uh, before they go to the next stage, before the next stage comes about. Amen? Amen? So, so that's saying here that you still have some work to do. Let God worry about the time and the seasons where certain things ought to happen. You still have some work to do. You have some work to do. God has a plan for your life. God has a plan for your life, and there are things that he wants you to do from season to season. We don't need to worry about what is the end game, Father. 
What is the end game for this planet? What is the end game for my life? Where am I going to be, you know, 20 years from now? You know, those seasons are in God's hands. All we have to do is to make sure that we are in sync with him from season to season to season. And how do we do that? By being in communication with him. And how do we be in communication? That's through prayer. That's through listening to the unction of Holy Spirit. Amen. That is through reading the word of God. This is how we go from season to season. Amen. Don't be worrying about three, four seasons from now, you know. You, you know, I mean, God. God will give you the plan for the seasons ahead in your life as he so sees fit and as he wants you to know. But in the meantime, just leave it to him, okay? And as the seasons change in our lives, we just remember that what God said, his ways are not your ways and his thoughts are not your thoughts. Remember that, that you're thinking of the solution to your life or, or to your problem, if there is a problem right now, is not the way that God is thinking about the solution. No way, not by a long shot. Times and seasons are in God's hands. We just need to trust that he knows what and when is best for us. That's the key. That's the key. Knowing that the seasons of your life are in God's hands and to trust him. Okay? That God's word cannot and will not return unto him void. And his word will accomplish that which he sends it to, to, sends to accomplish. Amen? Amen. God's in, God's in charge. Amen? Amen. So some final clothing, closing uh, thoughts here. You, you know, God made, he made a perfect plan when he gave us time and seasons. You know? Made a perfect plan. He declared that the time and seasons should remain so long as the earth remained. Okay? Okay? He said that, yeah, all right, right? Time and season should remain as long as the earth remains. And the earth, the remaining of the earth, how long the earth remains is entirely in God's hands. There's nothing that man can do, all right? You can establish every single little measly plan, you know, that our finite minds can come up with to so-called, you know, extend the existence of this planet, the existence of this planet, but that's in God's hands. It's in God's hands. And no man can predict when that's going to happen. Amen. Time itself is in God's hands. God created time, okay, and we move in that flow of time, okay. God created seasons. He mentioned seasons several times, and there are many other places in the Bible where He talks about seasons, indicating that there uh, that there, there's a um, there's a period. There are periods of things that are happening physically like with the weather seasons, and there are spiritual periods of things happening in our lives, all right? And he's in charge of that, amen? So if you're in a season right now that may be uncomfortable and you're wondering where it's going to go from here, you just take it to the Lord. You just take it to the Lord, resting in the fact that whatever season God has next to me or whatever season that I'm in, knowing that God is in charge of that particular season and he's letting it go, he's letting it go, he's letting it go as he planned it, all right? If you notice the seasons come on with very distinct differences, okay? You look at fall, okay? I mean, you just wake up and then, boom, it's not all of a sudden fall and all the leaves are off the trees. It's a very gradual process. The leaves start falling slowly, 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 okay? And then that season just sort of just goes on and evolves into the next season, all right? God has it very, very methodically planned, and it's the same thing with your life. All right. Okay. As we go through the ups and downs of life, and we all have ups and downs in life, that it's, it's a methodic process, and God is right there. He's right there. He's guiding it. He's guiding. It. And if you need a bolster, you need some boosting up, and you need some some help and support. He's right there to give you the help and support. Okay. Knowing full well that God God knows full well that you don't experience and deal with change, especially sudden change when something comes into your life unexpectedly. You know, be it finance, be it a, a sickness or whatever it is, or something dealing with the family, you know, God knows these unexpected things happen in our lives, but you can be well prepared to, to 
deal with those things in your life if you're remembering to to be like that tree planted by water where you're where you're, you're nourishing yourself on the word of god where you're in prayer where you're communing with holy spirit amen 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 your time on earth matters to god it matters what you're doing here you are here for a purpose, saying to God. You may not always feel like you are, but you are here for a purpose. Number one, all of us are here to glorify God in our lives. And the way we can glorify God in our lives and through our actions is by being prosperous and in a position to do so. Okay, You can't glorify God if you're groveling, if you're really, really struggling. So God does not want you there. He wants you to be prospering in life in, in all in all shapes and form of that term prosperity, which includes health and, and joy and happiness and family and good shape and so on like that. Amen. Amen. That's prospering. Okay. He has a plan for you. Don't forget that. Time and seasons are in God's hands. And let me just finally close and saying, and we just need to trust that he knows when and what is best. And time is running out. And since you are still here on earth, on earth, that means that you have some work to do. Amen. And since you're still here on earth, you're still breathing and eating and walking and getting around, that means that there's something for you to do. So don't worry about the seasons and simply just trust God. Amen. Just trust God. Praise God. I pray this message was a blessing to you. And if it was, consider giving the link to someone else that you love, know, and even maybe someone that's giving you a hard time. Give them the uh, link to, uh, to where to find us here. And they can be found at www.genesis1, one word, www.genesis1.sermon.net. And if you look in the upper right-hand corner there uh, on the website there, you'll see a, a subscribe button. Click on subscribe, and you'll be notified automatically when these podcasts are made available. Amen, amen. Praise God, praise God. I hope this message was a blessing again, and why don't we close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time that we've had with you, Lord God, and I pray that we retain, retain these words, remember these words as we go through the balance of the day and week ahead of us, O Lord God. To remember that you are indeed in charge of the seasons in our lives, O Lord God. Let us remember to always reach out to you, to call on you, you O Lord God, to guide us and to help us, O Lord God, to, to set us free from, from every single bit of captivity you know, that would be in our lives or would try to be in our lives. Lord God, we praise you, we magnify thy name, and we bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God, praise God. Go forth and be blessed, and remember that Jesus is indeed Lord.